Here's AOC on Biden's sexual assault allegations on NPR. Frankly, this is a messy moment, and I think we need to acknowledge that, that it is not clear-cut. Tara Reid has never explicitly said, don't vote for Joe Biden. Biden, as you know, has been accused by Tara Reid, a former aide of sexual assault back in 1993. He has denied this. We at NPR have done in-depth examinations of, of the evidence there. How does that case affect your thinking when deciding how strongly to support Biden, if at all, this fall? I think there is an impact here for survivors, and I think it's very important to speak about what this moment means for survivors across the country. I think a lot are watching how our leadership and our culture and our media respond to this. And I don't think that the response overall has been sufficient. It's very difficult because this is in a hyper-politicized zone, right? Instead of focusing on her account, instead of focusing on her story as a survivor, people are fast-forwarding to the political implications. Do you want Trump to win? Will you be voting for Joe Biden? And that denies justice in this situation. What, what is due process in this case? You want a police investigation? What is it you want exactly? Well, you know, I think a lot of what what we can look for is look at the aims that the survivor is asking for. And while a lot of folks, again, are trying to jump to the political implications, she has never explicitly said, don't support Joe Biden. His campaign is taking this position that they want all women to be able to speak safely. I have not experienced that. If he's watching this, mm -hmm. what do you want to say to him? I want to say, you and I were there, Joe Biden. Please step forward and be held accountable. You should not be running on character for the president of the United States. You want him to withdraw? I wish he would, but he won't, but I wish he would. That's how I feel emotionally. Do you want an apology? I think it's a little late. Now what say you, AOC? Should Biden drop out because Tara said that he should drop out? She said he shouldn't run on character. Speaking of character, here's an op-ed writer, Linda Hirschman, for the New York Times. I believe, Tara Reid, I'm voting for Joe Biden anyway. The importance of owning an ugly moral choice. There's, a, there's an op-ed in the New York Times today by Linda Hirschman who says, mm -hmm. I believe Tara Reid, and I'm still going to vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. And I know it means I have to sell out Tara Reid, but I just think Trump's worse is essentially her position more artfully stated than that. Um, can you understand that? I think that says more about our culture and our society right now than it says about what's me, right? I mean, this is the highest office of the land. So do we want someone who thinks of women as objects, who thinks that they can just take what they want in that moment for their pleasure and that's it? Let's be clear. I believe Tara Reid. I believed Anita Hill too. Remember the buttons? I wore one. What's the constant here? Joe Biden, then the bumbling head of the Senate Judiciary Committee during the Clarence Thomas confirmation hearings, now the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee. Long before Ms. Reid, before the reports of the rubbing and the sniffing, I interviewed an advisor to Ms. Hill who said she'd tried to warn Mr. Biden of what was happening in the Thomas hearings. How unchecked Republicans were smearing an upright woman's character but the United States Senate was still very much a boys club back then, the advisor told me, and there was no getting through to him. 
Democratic primary voters knew all about Mr. Biden's membership in that boys club when there was still time to pick someone else. Alas. So what's a girl to do now? Discounting Miss Reed's accusation and, one after another, denigrating her corroborating witnesses, calling for endless new evidence, avowing that you hear her is nonsense. We are now up to four corroborating witnesses. I think we're past that including one contemporary corroborating witness unearthed by Rich McHugh, who was Ronan Farrow's producer at NBC News during the Harvey Weinstein Me Too reporting and one Larry King live tape. So stop playing gotcha with the female supporters of Mr. Biden or the Me Too movement, making them lie to the camera or perhaps to themselves about doubting her to justify their votes. I'll take one for the team. I believe Ms. Reed and I'll vote for Mr. Biden this fall. What the actual fuck? All major Democratic Party figures have indicated they're not budging on the presumptive nominee. Well, that's not surprising. And the transaction costs of replacing him would be suicidal. Barring some miracle, it's going to be Mr. Biden. Those transaction costs have to do with the Bernie bros and the Bernie sisters who absolutely will not have it. And the Democratic Party figures absolutely will not have a Bernie Sanders as the nominee. They consider him to be an existential threat to their way of life. So Linda here is apparently on the blue team. Apparently her way of life also is threatened, so she's just going to suck it up and vote for Biden. The sickest part is this utilitarian argument. The choices are not shoot me or stab me. You can get the fuck out of the way and let the Bernie train roll through. No, don't give me your utilitarian pragmatic bullshit. I'm not having it. Yes, this is a fucking purity test. Deal with it. New. The Daily Caller contacted all of the top Democratic Senate candidates about the sexual assault allegations against Joe Biden, asking all of them if they would even consider the allegations. Not one responded. They were each given 48 hours. So the Democratic insiders are dug in. They're not moving. This is a fucking fiasco. But if you take a look at this, she says, where has she been all these years? Now, I want you to really think about that. First of all, yes, that is exactly what Republicans said about Christine Blasey Ford, which Democrats rightly called out as um, a cynical way of dismissing her. Because what does that mean? If you're going to say, where has she been all these years? That means that no survivor can come forward after the fact that it has, if it's not right at the time, if it's not right when it occurs, right when it happens, that instance, then they can be completely dismissed. This is from 2018. Dianne Feinstein only believes women if they accuse Republicans of sexual assault. Christine Ford has made disturbing allegations of attempted sexual assault against Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. While they are serious and while they should be investigated, that does nothing to change the fact that Senate Democrats have no credibility on the issue. The same Senator Dianne Feinstein, who now demands an excruciating investigation of the Ford allegations, didn't bat an eye when a sitting president was credibly accused of rape. Feinstein, along with Dick Durbin of Illinois, Chuck Schumer of New York, and Patty Murray of Washington were in Congress when Juanita Broderick accused then-President Bill Clinton of raping her. Clinton was not a teenager at the time in his hotel room during his first gubernatorial race in Arkansas in 1978. The Senate was in the middle of an impeachment trial in 1999, and not one of those Democrats called for an investigation into the Broderick accusations. Feinstein and company knew of the Broderick allegations. 
She had been interviewed by independent counsel Kenneth Starr's office, and some of the details had leaked publicly. They could read allegations that Clinton lured Broderick to his hotel room by switching the location of a meeting at the last moment, that she resisted and he persisted pushing her onto the bed, that the forcible sex left her shaken and bruised. Either they ignored it or worse, never even bothered to examine the evidence. Others found the material more than convincing. According to the New York Times, a dozen or so representatives actually reviewed the testimony Broderick gave to Starr. In some cases, the Times then reported, reading the Broderick files ended the representatives' qualms and made them feel at peace with their decisions to support impeachment. It didn't rile Feinstein or any of the other Democrats in the Senate. They didn't interview Broderick, let alone any of her friends, Louise Ma, Susan Lewis, and Jean Darden, who told NBC News that Broderick had told them that she had been raped by Bill Clinton. They didn't ask for Norma Rogers to take a polygraph to corroborate how she found Broderick lying in the hotel room with a bruised upper lip, crying and in a state of shock. They didn't do anything back then. Of course, the Senate should have done something. Broderick was a credible accuser and Clinton a habitual womanizer. Starr had found the allegation serious. So did those dozen members of the House of Representatives. The information merited additional scrutiny and Broderick deserved a day in court, one that she never got. 19 years ago, Feinstein and company ignored the allegations and voted not guilty. When viewed side by side, the reactions to the Ford and the Broderick allegations paint an ugly picture of Feinstein's opportunism. She sat on this information, waiting until the last possible moment to maximize chances of sinking Kavanaugh. She ignored similar information in order to save Clinton. So this is interesting. Dianne Feinstein, ranking Democrat on Senate Judiciary, argued to us that the Kavanaugh situation is totally different than the Tara Reid allegations against Biden. Kavanaugh was under the harshest inspection that we give people over a substantial period of time. And I don't know this person at all who has made the allegations. She came out of nowhere. Where has she been all these years? He was vice president, Feinstein said. She touted his record and then said, to attack him this way to me is absolutely ridiculous. As recently as 2017, you were praising Joe Biden publicly. Right. And I think that has a lot of people scratching their heads, right? There's a, yeah. on multiple occasions you retweeted or you liked um, online mm -hmm. praise for Joe Biden and his work combating mm -hmm. sexual assault. There was a, a compliment you tweeted about him saying, my old boss speaks truth, listen. I mean, it is true that women do sometimes praise men who have sexually harassed or abused them. Mm -hmm. But why would you publicly praise Joe Biden for actions on sexual assault when you claim that's what he did to you? Well, one thing during that time, I, I'm an expert witness on domestic violence issues, as you know. So I, that was like an account that was, you know, part of that awareness of domestic violence and, and other violent acts. Um, I've always been conflicted about Joe Biden. I didn't want to talk badly about him, and I wasn't ready to tell my history with Joe Biden at that point at all, and nor I had any idea of going to the press about it at that point. It wasn't until um, 2019 when I saw Lucy Flores come forward and the way the media treated her. Politician from the state of uh, Nevada? Correct. Who had come mm -hmm. out and made an allegation about Joe Biden touching her, her inappropriately at a campaign event, she, mm -hmm. she said. 
I felt I wanted to come forward. So I talked to my friend Karen, and Karen actually had, had said, have you noticed they said no employees had come forward? And I said, I know. You know, and I thought about it. But Karen was really against me ever coming forward, period, in public. She just said, the blowback will be so bad. You, it just will be terrible. And I'm like, well, this is a different time. There's a Me Too movement. Like, maybe this is the time for me to really, I feel a bit hypocritical. Here I am an advocate for other people, but I'm not, I'm hiding this secret. I'm not telling what happened to me. Why didn't she say something? You know, when he was chairman of the Judiciary Committee or after that. Feinstein rejected the notion of a dem double standard and argued the situation isn't comparable to Kavanaugh. This is crazy. So if you're voting for Biden, you're immoral. But if you're voting for any of these jokers, you're just as immoral. Senator Amy Klobuchar, a potential VP pick, asked if she believed Reid's allegations or if she believes Biden. He's been forthright. He's answered the questions respectfully, and I'm proud to support him. Did she answer the question? Asked again if she believes Reed. I think he's answered all the questions and he's made clear that he supports her right to come forward. That wasn't the question. Asked about criticism that Democrats have a double standard on the topic, Klobuchar didn't answer and walked into an awaiting car. I wish she had walked in front of an oncoming car. And I just don't think that that is, I think that a lot of survivors who are watching this and watching all these powerful people find every way they can to dismiss Tara, it, it breaks my heart, honestly, to think of what that must be like for so many survivors to see that even the people that they thought might be their allies, and not just Democratic politicians, whatever, who mm. really thinks these people in this town are their allies, but the number of liberal feminists Milano, who Deborah are Messing. grabbing yeah. on Deborah Messing yeah, and right. grabbing onto whatever evidence they can possibly use to try to smear and dismiss Tara. I, to me, it really, it's so destructive and it's so disheartening. We talked yesterday about that op-ed in the New York Times where at least the writer was like, I believe Tara, but I'm still going to vote for Joe. That was Linda fucking Hirschman, if you want to talk to her on Twitter about it. Okay, like, I can understand that. I, I happen to think that he should drop out. I agree with Tara. I happen to think that there's an opportunity here to make another choice, that it's not too late for Democrats to actually be able to vote their values. And that's one of the things, actually, that Tara said when she said he should drop out. She said he should not be running a campaign on character. I think that's such an important statement, especially when, look, Donald Trump has many of his own allegations. We've talked about that here as well. Donald Trump is not running on his character. Joe Biden is running this campaign that is squarely focused on his character, on moral values. You can't do that when you have multiple very credible claims of sexual harassment, some of which are on camera, yeah. and then a very credible claim at this point of sexual assault. How are you gonna run on your values? You can't square that, and neither can any of these people. Pelosi says she's done answering questions about Biden's sexual assault claims. I'm just making a list for everybody who's watching this of the people we should write off forever. I wrote Nancy Pelosi off a long time ago, but if you haven't yet, this is a good opportunity. I believe him when he says it didn't happen, but I also believe him when he says, let them look into the records and that's what they should do. But I'm not going to answer this question again, Pelosi said, adding that she has confidence that the presumptive Democratic nominee will be a great president because he cares about health care and job security. He brings those values and his personal experience to a vision for America that is about fairness 
and not trickle-down economics, but bubble up from that kitchen table from working families in our country, Pelosi said. Wow, that's why you've stood up so heroically for these working families and their kitchen tables in this horrible fiasco of a giveaway to huge corporations. Trillions of dollars to corporations and crumbs for working families. That's how you really feel about working families. Bubble up from that kitchen table. That kitchen table that has no food on it. Let them eat gourmet ice cream, eh? At the end of the day, even though I believe Tara, even though I believe Joe Biden did this horrible thing, these are our only choices, so I have to side with Joe, given this like lesser of two evils dynamic. Of course, the reality is Joe Biden is not the Democratic nominee. Mm -hmm. The reality is you could still push to make another selection at this point. Now, the Democratic establishment doesn't want to think, want you to think that that is an option on the table, but in fact, a lot of uh, recent polling shows that quite a large number of the Democratic base are evaluating exactly that option. So uh, let's start actually with a, a civics poll that shows uh, Biden's favorability not doing that well uh, in the face of this and other developments. But specifically on the allegations, um, there's a Politico poll that asked voters, do you think that we should replace Joe Biden with a different nominee. And in fact, 36% of voters said, yes, we believe that we should have a different nominee, that the Democratic Party should select a different nominee. This was with Morning Consult, is a very reputable um, pollster that we reference a lot here. What's interesting to me is that you have a large chunk that still doesn't have their minds made up. So yeah. this is very much still an active story, but that you already, and think of where we are right now, most of America just sort of tuned into this last week. All that they've heard from really is Joe Biden strenuously denying that he um, that he did this. And so we still haven't heard from Tara and already more than a third of Democratic voters are saying, we got to evaluate our options right. here. And remember that with the morning consult, I think it was a quarter. We covered it earlier on the show this week. They showed the actual interview of Biden denying the allegations and almost 45 percent, I think, of people under the age of 45 said, whoa, we got to pick somebody else. Yeah, they, they were like, we are not happy with the situation but that's not it was 40 percent sagar but still that's a lot of people necessarily reflected in the democratic electorate writ large i mean let's throw up this mammoth poll that we have here which shows that despite you know that the voters are very divided on the credibility of this assault allegation um, a plurality do say it's true however 32 percent say it's probably not true and 31 percent as you say just don't and I think, know. I think that 31% that doesn't know is really critical because you probably have, you know, a fair number of people based on their principles, based on their partisan affiliation are either like absolutely yes or absolutely no. And then you have this other third that's out there going, I don't know. You know, this has just right. sort of come to my attention. Uh, some of the polling that we looked at as well shows that a lot of voters are paying attention to this, have heard something about it. Um, but that has got to be, have been just within the past week or so since it got so little coverage before then. Joe Biden is the only one that has made his case. It'll be interesting to see how these numbers move when and if Tara gives another interview to another outlet. It's out there now. If the comfy Democrats get worried, they may really start to make noises against the establishment. The comfy Democrats really do want to defeat Donald Trump. That's ultimately what's going to push the Democrat insiders over the edge. 
when the people finally realize that the insiders have no intention of defeating Donald Trump. And if they scream loud enough, they may prevail. The more affluent, educated voters get listened to a lot more by the insiders than the rest of us. I'll give the last word to Josie Elbiri. Political animal, Joe Biden needs to drop out of the presidential race. The DNC must present us with a presidential candidate whose ideas are sound and whose character is unsullied. Anything less and we vote for an America where a whole generation of up-and-coming young boys will see sexual harassment and assault as a gray area. It's funny how the media can bury a story. I mean, dystopian. It's dystopian how the media can bury a story. How dare you talk about all the things you've done for women when I know who you are. I see you and I experienced you. Tara Reid, March 25th, 2020. I heard the name Tara Reid for the first time a week ago. In the following days, I was reading everything I could get my hands on. I found the tumor in Ryan Grimm's article, which appeared in The Intercept on March 24th. The results came back malignant when I heard Tara's testimony on the Katie Halper podcast. After weeks of silence, Biden answered to the accusation on the May 1st edition of Morning Joe. As a self-proclaimed warrior in the fight to protect women from sexual violence, Biden should know that fear is the reason women don't come forward. On the subject of others coming forward, mm -hmm. some people have said, if, if a guy is going to be this brazen mm -hmm. in, a, in a sexual assault case, mm -hmm doing this to a woman who works for him in the middle of a Senate office building, in the middle of the day, in the middle of a corridor, he's a sitting U.S. Senator, there would be others. That they can't believe Tara Reid because there's no one else making an allegation this serious. Mm -hmm. What do you say to them? I say I think I'm a poster child as to why women wouldn't come forward, aren't I? If you've been watching any of the social media or the news and seeing how I've been attacked basically on, on everything about me, um, it's, it's pretty obvious that if you did have, you know, a story to come forward with about Joe Biden, it would be pretty daunting, wouldn't it? MSNBC's flagship morning show and Mika Brzezinski would normally be a safe space for Mr. Biden. He may have been surprised when Ms. Brzezinski described the attack on Tara Reid without mincing words and then served it over the net. I cringed watching him answer. No, it's not true. I'm saying unequivocally it never, never happened. And it didn't. It never happened. Never? Never? Really? Oh wait, there was a third never. Watching Joe Biden dodge political opponents for years, it's obvious when he feels uncomfortable. He flashes a white piano key smile. I've seen it dozens of times. Failing that, he faces the camera with sharp eyes and speaks in staccato, choppy sentences that end exactly where his handlers placed the periods during the rehearsal. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say his denial is hard to believe. While he talks, it is easy to see the pile of shit floating up around his shoulders. Tara Reid has accused him of a crime so vile, so destructive, that the only just response would be one of shock, one where I could clearly see the emotion emanating from his posture, words, and eyes, perhaps a furrowed brow of concern, a camera angle that showed more than his over-made-up face and stiff tie. I would like to see his body engaged in his fight, his hands at once pleading and genuine. I hate it that I am forced to compare him to Trump and that he rarely puts together a clear sentence. I remain flabbergasted that he came out on top as the Democratic nominee. You'll need to take that up with Barack Obama and the CIA. In any case, 
I am supporting the Democratic ticket for the presidency, I told myself. I guess she has Democrat derangement syndrome. And then Katie Halper interviewed Tara Reid and whatever I liked or didn't like about Joe Biden faded to the background. I believe Tara's story. I believe Joe Biden forcibly parted her legs with his knee and shoved his fingers into her vagina in 1993. Many stand by him, many against. Whatever your position, Joe Biden is now a distraction and a detriment to the Democratic Party. He is clearly guilty of inappropriate touch over decades, and don't try to tell me he didn't mean to. I can't support a candidate who dodges serious accusations with such a ridiculous answer. He needs to bow out of the race and atone for the accusations which have been levied against him. He needs to take care of his family. God knows he won't be prosecuted of anything. The DNC must present us with a presidential candidate whose ideas are sound and whose character is unsullied. Anything less and we vote for an America devoid of values toward women where a whole generation of up-and-coming young boys will see sexual harassment and assault as a gray area and young girls will form another generation of silence.